you can collect knowledge, collect knowledge, but without kind of jumping with two feet in and gaining that experience, all of it kind of means nothing in a sense because you truly then aren't having that experience and learning going, oh, okay, now I actually understand, not just on a theoretical level, but on a personal level of I have now experienced that. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Connection. I'm Joe Klimzeski with Tyler Weeb, and we're going to talk about experience, which at, at my age, I like that topic. I like to leverage experience over everybody else. That's that's where I, I get to play uh, the ace up my sleeve. But joking aside, there there is an interesting conversation, and I know this is going to be part of our discussion, Tyler, but experience versus education is in this kind of social media world where people kind of think they can become experts just because they they read a couple things on TikTok versus having experienced it. And then the real deep, almost um, like what you want out of your life to gain experiences and instead of just, you know, materialistic consumption type thing. So, you know, you can take that word experience into a lot of different directions, but for me, I, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty inert. It's pretty you know one dimensional in terms of experience is experience. It means you're actually doing something, and and when you thought about this topic, you know what what was the biggest point of of interest for you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, uh, I wasn't necessarily going to come at it from, you know, that individual experience, you know, that more deep meaning, although that's funny because I kind of actually wrote that in my, in my diary this morning, my first sentence was, what do I want out of life? So kind of funny that you did bring that. And I think maybe we can talk about that, but you know, I, I know we've been talking about some heavy stuff lately and, you know, I was having a conversation uh, with a client, you know, this week and it's his experience with fitness maybe hasn't been the greatest. He's never really been introduced to reverse dieting and just eating at maintenance calories. And he does have a lot of weight to lose and he's tried extreme things. And so we were talking just, you know, about kind of the unknown of, you know, eating more food, of waiting to diet, of not having this extreme diet and how you know, for someone who, you know, might have an obesity mindset, that can be very scary because that experience is unknown. And a lot of times their experience with more food is a negative association. And so it just got me to thinking of, you know, just all of these areas in our life where, you know, you kind of like you were saying, you know, we can jump on TikTok and you know, we're, we're an expert all of a sudden, or you can collect knowledge, collect knowledge, but without kind of jumping with two feet in and gaining that experience, all of it kind of means nothing in a sense, because you truly then aren't having that experience and learning going, oh, okay, now I actually understand, not just on a theoretical level, but on a personal level of, I have now experienced that. And it kind of spurred on the further thought of how we do talk about, you know, such heavy things here and it can seem quite erythral and, you know, how do I get there and things like this. And I think 
sometimes too, you know, I, I, I wrote this note down is you just got to shrug and, and go do the work at some point. Um, you know, we talk a lot about with competitors too, and maybe doing that first show. Oh, when I'm ready, when I'm ready again, sometimes you just need to jump in and go do it. Whether, you know, you're ready or not, sometimes you're just getting that experience is what is needed to take you to that next level because you have gathered all that knowledge, but now you need to funnel it into something. And so, you know, despite all of these, you know, very complex things that we, and meaningful things that we talk about, you know, it was just kind of like, I was just kind of hit in the face with that. It was just that simple fact of you just gotta fucking go do it sometimes and get that experience because all of the knowledge in the world isn't going to help provide that. And so, yeah, I, I think it just wanted to come back with like a little bit of a, a lighter tone of, hey, just, you know, go, go jump, go run, you know, go chase. I know you've been talking a lot of this week about innovation and creativity and, and you know, kind of expanding that, you know, what you do. And so I think that can just be so important, as simple as it seems. I think we can maybe get caught in the weeds with a lot of just that you know, what we typically talk about, which I still has merit, but yeah, I think sometimes we can forget about just the, the, the moving forward and doing it. Well, you, you have steered the conversation in probably my greatest life interest and topic. And that is that, and, I, and I've done this as kind of a writing exercise. I've asked people like, write one word that defines your life. And for me, it's always the word move or movement. Because as you said, I I don't like to just sit still and academically ruminate through things. I want to go experience those things. So somebody just asked me the other day, are you a, a, a city or a beach vacationer? And I said, 1,000% city. Like, I'm okay sitting on a beach for a day, but then I'm ready to go. Like, I want to go places and my my greatest escapism fantasy is literally being that person who just has a backpack and you just go like that's that's what you do is you just go places and what you're describing in terms of you know experience instead of being cautious it's a tough place to give hard advice because you tell people well you know be careful and plan and don't be impulsive but at the same time if if you never move, if you never take those risks, I mean, is that the life you want? And every time I ask myself that question, it's it's a it's a fast no. Like I always want to be in motion. I always want to be experiencing things. Uh, you know, whether it's some some ingrained fear of missing out. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know, but I'm just wired to move and to to literally experience those things. Yeah. And I think that kind of almost then, you know, bleeds into that question of, yeah, what, you know, what do you want out of life? You know, do you want to have that paralysis by analysis, which I think so much of us can, can get caught up in. I, I know myself, you know, can definitely caught up, get caught up in that. And you're right. Like you worry so much about making the right decision, you end up not making a decision at all. And you're almost worse off if you had just, you know, maybe a little impulsively just picked one and and started to go, you know, with that experience. You know, you could argue that I probably made quite an impulsive exp <laughs> decision uh, a little bit ago to, um, you know, what they called it was a, a hiatus from, from pro physique. Um, 
But without that experience, I would have never taken that next step. I would have never, you know, learned, you know, what I learned going through that. And, you know, while I did stress about, you know, was that the right decision or not? And, you know, really played both sides. It happened, jumped in with both feet, had that experience and then was able to kind of take that next step in, you know, what I felt was, you know, a lot of personal growth. And so, you know, as scary as it might be, I, yeah, I think there is such an important lesson there in that I think you can almost like, you know, trust it in a way that, Hey, you know what, I'm going to come out on the other side, you know, as I start to make that decision. And then kind of, as I start to make that push, you know, I think there's still, um, you know, importance to having knowledge around that before you make maybe that decision, but you still got to make that decision nonetheless. I was having this conversation with my youngest child about scholarship applications and things like that. And uh, it, I was not somebody who right out of high school could have achieved those things, but I had a little life experience. I went to the military so when I came out and I decided, you know, I'm at the IU med, med school, I'm doing pre-med physical therapy, allied health type stuff and living on my own. I mean, I have to pay expenses. I'm like, how am I going to do this? So not only was I working two, three, four, five jobs at a time, but I decided I just have to go apply for every scholarship I could. And I didn't think I, I had, you know, what it took academically but I had different life experiences. And when I started writing those things down and I still have a picture where I would have all these scholarship packets just lined out across the living room floor. Like I'm sending out 20, 25, 30 applications. Old and, school writing it out too. <laughs> well, not, not handwriting, but literally like a cover letter and pictures yeah. and their applications. But I would actually end up getting five, six, seven of those out of 20 and it paid for school. And I was able to take even that experience. And at one point, I decided after uh, you know some years in college, I wanted to perhaps go to the Air Force Academy. And you have to get your congressman's um, recommendation for that. And they only get one or two you know seats at a time. So you have to go in for an interview. And I'm like, you know, I'm a 20 year old. Like, who's who's going to give me this? I actually got a congressional appointments. West Point wanted me, Annapolis, the Naval Academy, and the Air Force Academy all offered me, you know, full ride scholarships. And again, if I had not just said, "Hey, I'm going to step out and risk this," you know, I wouldn't have had those experiences. And then once you've sat for an interview at what looks like, you know, a Joint Chiefs of Staff meeting with with all these uniformed generals and so forth, and your congressman sitting in the middle, like everything else seems pretty tame. But, you know, taking those experiences one at a time and saying, hey, what's the worst that could happen? If I don't get it, I still got that experience. Yeah, and I think, you know, something interesting you said, you know, about how, you know, once you have that experience, so much else seems no big deal. And I remember you kind of saying the same thing to me, you know, when I was, you know, going through, you know, working for myself and, and the stress that I was feeling and, I think that is such another good lesson of it might be scary. You might be putting yourself out there. It may not work, but it could be something that, you know, spurs on another thing where now you don't have that stress. Now you have this experience that can connect this experience. I heard someone say, you know, every conversation is a, you know, a potential interview. 
right? Like in a way, like how you talk to people, how you get to know people, you know, things like that. You never know who's going to have your back. And I think you can almost look at experiences in that way as well, where it's like every experience is a potential lesson down the road that's going to aid you in some other experience. And so I don't think it's willy nilly just running around doing whatever. You still want to be calculated and, and still, you know, go through a lot of the things that you and I talk about, because you know, I still think you ha- need to have a level of understanding of who you are to, to for those experiences, I think, to be very plausible. Um but, you know, I think that is just a, another comforting blanket, if you will, of, okay, here's this experience. It's scary. I know myself, but here we go. And and so, yeah, I think, you know, that's a, a very interesting point in that just dealing with the stress now could save you a lot of stress later. Well, what you just said there about opportunity in one of our annual conferences a few years ago when and it's it's still probably this way but a lot of people talk about boundaries and learning how to say no and, and all that I, I i themed our annual conference just say yes like i want you to say yes to everything you get invited to speak here or you get this and you think oh that's nothing say yes you have no idea who you're going to meet and, and what good could happen there's not one single thing and i swear I mean, with a hundred percent accuracy, every time I go somewhere or do something in a professional capacity, I meet somebody or something happens that that becomes a new part of my career. And I was just speaking to a client. Uh, she's lost one hundred and sixty pounds, and she has had such an incredible journey that she has begun coaching clients. And she said to me just a couple hours ago, "Hey, do you think since I'm in this like?" aggressive transformation. Like not many people lose 160 pounds. She's got maybe 20 or so more. She's becoming very athletic. She's competing in different things. She's become a tennis coach, a high school tennis coach and and all these things. She goes, do you think somebody like Nike would be interested? Like if some, some in their marketing, like if I had all this footage and it was like this really inspirational thing and she expected me to say, are you kidding me? Like, who are you? You're not Tiger Woods. Like, no, they're not going to do that. But I said, yeah, like call us, call them, dig in, send some inquiries out there because I know, like you said, Tyler, even if nothing comes of it, she learned how to navigate through a massive corporate machine like that and had the guts to do it. Like that pays dividends later. But also, what if Nike said yes? Like, you know, I yeah, mean, you, you right? don't know. Yeah. Unless you go for that experience. So again, yeah. back to my my single life word, you know, Joe Klimzeski on a tombstone someday, you could just put the word move. Like I was a person of movement and yeah. I, I'll, I just, I don't regret that. Like that's a huge schema in my life and it it serves me well. Oh. Uh, have you seen the movie, Jim Carrey, Just Say Yes? We know when I that? said that, something jogged my- Yeah, like where, yeah he, he's, he's yeah. a- He's like a debt consolidator, so he has to say no all of the time for loans, and then he starts saying yes. So that that made me think of it. But yeah, I, I think that is it. Yeah, we do talk so much about boundaries, and I think yeah, boundaries are a good thing. Like I certainly know, like I need to recharge, you know, every now and then, and have to say no and have some of that alone time, but. Yeah, we're I think we're so quick to close ourselves off and, you know, hide in our little holes and, you know, not be a participant, you know, of the world in a, in a way. And um, 
you know, we, we talked, you know, a couple of weeks ago or last week about, you know, turning negatives and positives, you know, let's, let's talk about turning no's into yeses and, you know, what opportunities could those lead to, you know, like, like your client, you know, what if, you know, someone at Nike, they've been through a somewhat similar transition that worked in their marketing group and saw this and thought this would be really cool. Boom. Right. Like that's just such an amazing opportunity. And so, you know, I find so many times too, it's just some people are just just too scared to even ask and just, Hey, can I, you know, can I do this? Can I, this, can I, this, and they don't want to bother people and and whatnot. And so, you know, it is just sometimes as simple as just ask like that's, and most people from what I, you know, understand and what I know, most people who care about their profession are always more than happy to help and teach someone because if they love what they're doing, they probably love to talk about it. And like they, it's part of their lives and they're just waiting for someone to ask because naturally we're just not going to go up and tell someone, oh, hey, look, like, you know, maybe some people will. But for the most part, you just have to ask. And most people are going to be humble enough. They're going to be um, they're going to be excited to talk to you. They're going to be excited to help. Um, and you know what? If they're a dick, then that's their issue, not yours. Well, in part of what we talked about in the the intro here about the actual experience of experiencing things. The first thing that I thought of when you brought up this topic, Tyler, was my first and only trip to the Grand Canyon. And I remember maybe 20 years ago flying over it at 30,000 feet. And I looked down, I'm like, wow, like that is unbelievable. Cause it looks like you're looking at the earth and, and, and it's like somebody took an axe and just cut the earth in half because you see the the line of the Colorado River, you know, north and south, and then it opens up into the canyon. And it just like that was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Cool. But then I got to hike it from rim to rim to rim, you know, south to north. And um, it was one of the scariest things I've ever done. Probably could have died 50 different times. Hundreds of people do yeah. die in there yeah. every year. Just and yeah. We were on trails that were closed. We we leave the bottom of the canyon. It's 80 degrees. And by the time we're at the top, we're, we're walking on 30 feet of snow where you can't even see the trail. You could literally just walk off the side of a mountain. Um, but here I am talking about it as I probably will the rest of my life because it was one of those experiences of like it was just so phenomenal in in different ways. Yeah. And a friend of mine, client asked me if I want to do this and I could have said no. Could have said no. Like I don't have time for that. Like are you kidding? Yeah. I got a family. I got a business. I don't have any for a week. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's like, yeah. there we go. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I wrote something about my dad. Just uh, his birthday was a couple weeks ago. He would have been seventy five this year, and I showed a picture of him at eighteen years old and a picture of him right before he passed away at sixty five. And, you know, comparing these faces, I said, you know, at 18 years old, we're looking forward at all the things we want to be, the things we want to do. And on your deathbed, all you look back on are the things that really meant something. Like there was something there. And I have to use the word experience. Relationships are experiences, things, memories, and so forth. Those were experiences. You don't, things don't matter at the end. It's it's what you did that shapes you and then you shape, you know, lives with other people. That's uh yeah, yeah. That's that's such a great way of putting it. And you know, I, I yeah, it's, man, that, that was so beautiful. I, that I I find it hard to follow up after that huh. because that is such a you know a profound, powerful statement. And I think something that 
it can be so easy to not live your life like that, you know, on, on a daily basis, you know, having that mindset of, of being on your, on your deathbed, um, you know, every day, like, you know, just even for myself, for example, you know, I've now as best as I can try, you know, to put my phone completely away once Quinn is home. Like I am not on my phone. Like I am not trying to be distracted. I'll still check it, you know, throughout the evening, whatever, but it's nope. I am spending this time with Quinn. Like I am going to be in this experience at all times or as much as I can be. Right. And so, you know, it's just taking even those small little things and, and just enjoying that experience of, of their enjoyment almost and, and their experience and, and things like that. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a very good lesson and a very good thing to remember and, and keep in mind. Well, I'll close with this. And it's just that that truly has been something that formed me from a very early age, which is that thought of looking back. Like if, if I can live my life as if, you know, this is the one shot that it really is and I don't want to have regrets. Uh, my younger brother had a job offer this last week that literally would change his life. Like it was it was it, I, I got him this interview. He was grateful, but it would have meant a relocation and he could not do that for his children. It would have completely disrupted, um, you know, that. And so he said, man, this is the most painful thing I've ever had to do, but I just have to decline because I, I can't do that to my kids. And I'm like, that's the right decision. Like you, you, you are now my brother, like, <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that, that's the decision you, you won't yeah. regret. And, yeah. and those other opportunities will come, but you experience the things that matter. Yeah, totally. All right, man. Well, thank you for that, Tyler. Another great suggestion for topic and all of you guys trying to experience your best lives in in health pursuits, fitness pursuits, that kind of thing. Yes, do that and then get out there and enjoy all the rest of life's experiences. We'll see you next time in the Mind Muscle Connection.